How we looking? Hmm? Oh, yeah. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Shits and Giggles with Joey Keenan. This is Shits and Giggles, and I am Joey Keenan. How is everybody doing today? Hmm? Listen, guys, I'm doing all right. I am. I'm doing just fine. Um, the word's out. The word has gotten out that I am back in my hometown, you know. A lot of people have been hitting me up. They're like, Joey, we didn't know you were back. And word is just spreading around like wildfire. And it's, you know, it's getting out of control. I mean, I like to keep it. I like to keep things on the down low. You know, I don't want to make a big scene or nothing, but word's getting around. Word's getting around. Apparently, there's word that they're going to try to elect me for mayor. They're like, Joey, like we need your help. We want you to run this town. We want to give you the keys, right? Listen, I understand Pride Month is this month, and a lot of people are nervous about legislation and, you know, what we're going to do with the gays. Are we going to put them on a bus? Are we going to, you know, make them tend to a garden? Like, what's going on? And ever since I got the news that I'm going to be mayor soon, which I don't even think that makes sense. Is this is this even like the time of year to elect me for mayor? Isn't that in November? Listen, I, I don't know. <laughs> I know I'm college educated and all, but I don't know shit about fuck. But with that, with the news that there's been ballots going around with my name on it and my name only on it, I'm trying to think about what to do with the gays. And it's been, uh, it's been stressing me out. It's been stressing me out. I woke up this morning not feeling too good because I was like, I still don't know what to do with the gays, man. What do I do with the gays? So, my idea at the moment is I'm probably going to start some sort of summer camp where for gays and lesbians. I think I'm going to have a different summer camp for the transgenders. But um, I'm thinking the gays can, you know, maybe start knitting some sweaters. You know, they can get dropped off by their parents and knit some sweaters for, for charity. Um, preferably Christian charities, um, so we can kind of, you know, get them on board. We got to get those Christians on board. It's been, it's been too long. I mean, if you're a, if you're a son of God or a daughter of God, it's time that we get them on with the gays and, you know, the gays got to start doing their part. So I'm thinking at the summer camp, I'm going to teach them about how to make friends rather than enemies, you know, how to. Combine them rather than divide them with the general public. That's just one of my many ideas for what to do when I get signed into office. It's very strange. It's very, very strange. I mean, I've only been home for, what, three weeks now? I'm already getting asked to be mayor. It's like there's no one else for the job. It, it it's, it's only me. Apparently, apparently I'm the best option there is. But yeah, man, happy Pride Month. I'm excited. A lot of people have been asking, Joey, are you excited? And I'm like, you know I'm excited already, man. I fucking love the gays. I love them. I love them a little too much sometimes. 
they uh you know they all look good i uh i saw a gay the other day at european wax center and i was talking to him i said hey you getting your ass waxed and he was like yeah are you and i said you know it baby but then I was asking him, because I was curious, I, I was generally curious, I was like, do you wax the outside of your ass, like the the cushion? Or do you just wax by the actual butthole? And, uh, you know, he was asking, he said, honestly, it's just up to, he said, it's honestly just up to your preference. I mean, how smooth do you want to be? And I said, I don't want to feel a speck of hair, I want to be so smooth. And he said, well, then you should probably wax the hair on your tush. And I was like, okay, interesting. So then I ended up, you know, getting the whole whole thing waxed. European Wax Center, man. Fuck yeah. I'm invested in it. Hell yeah. As mayor, I'm going to open up a European Wax Center every, every block. There, there, there'll be another one because I'm going to make it a mandatory thing that everybody in this town has to get their whole body waxed, even their eyebrows. I haven't made the jump yet to the eyebrows, but I'm heading there. I want everybody to be genderless. I don't want any from head to toe. Everything needs to be waxed. But yeah, man, follow the podcast. It's an Instagram account. It's been, uh, I posted a lot of clips last week, and the views are rolling in. They are lined up outside the door. People are coming in. No one has wristbands. It's, uh, it's a problem. It's a problem because since no one has wristbands, I don't know who's there, you know? Because I I didn't get the list. I don't have a list. People just come on my profile and just linger. They stand in the corner with their drinks and don't let me know that they're there. I'm like, come on, like the video. Follow the account. I want to know that you guys are watching. The views are cooking. Everything else isn't. So what's going on? Get in the dance circle, man. Put your drink down. Go talk to someone. You know, I'm supposed to be building a community here. I'm not going to get anywhere. If you guys are just standing in the corner, making the bitches feel weird. Come on. Start liking and following the podcast, man. Hell yeah. We love it. So what do I have to talk about today? Not much, man. (laughs) Not much. But I'm still here. I still came. I still came, and um, I'm cleaning it up, but we're doing it. We uh, A lot of people's campaigns for the 2024 election has started. It's been uh, interesting to see. It's kind of hard to pay attention to, but, you know, as a American citizen, as someone who does not vote because they don't want to do jury duty or have any paper trails about, you know, who they actually support, I still am awfully curious about politics. I try to follow. It's hard. It's hard to take any of this seriously, to be quite honest. Trump decided to come back, right? Good for him. That's awesome. He uh, He's running up against Ron DeSantis, which is cool, I guess. He gave Ron DeSantis a nickname, Ron DeSanctimonious. Not his best work. Not Trump's best work. But, you know, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt because I feel like it's hard. It's hard when the bar is so high. I mean, Trump, the nicknames Trump comes up with, man. I mean, 
I get it. I know all about setting the bar high. You don't want to set the bar too high, man, because then it's hard to follow up. I mean, when you when you set the bar at Crooked Hillary or Sleepy Joe, like it's hard to follow up. It is. But you know, man, I love Trump. You could clip that. Uh, do I want him to be the next president? Not, not at all. No, not at all. You know, I think Trump did his time. He did what he needed to do. But I think we need someone else in there. We do. I'll say it. I don't think we should have Biden in there either. Biden or Trump. We need we need fresh options. And you know, like I said before, I'm already going to be mayor of my hometown, so I'm already on on the way in my political career. Someday I would love to run for president. I'm, pr- I'm pretty sure I said this on the podcast before. I would love to run for president. And not just run, but actually get the position. Um, obviously, I don't know what I would do if I was actually president. I am only 22 years old, but I would definitely lower taxes for everyone. Hell yeah. I would definitely lower taxes. I would just print more money. Instead of people paying taxes, I would just print more money so people, the working class American doesn't have to pay taxes. And that sounds fair, right? But yeah, man, Ron DeSantis, he's uh, he's giving it a try. He's giving it the old college try, and it's uh, it's interesting to see because you know he's not he's not president material at all, not even a little bit. He uh, there's nothing to him. There's nothing. He's like DeSantis is not a killer. The nickname the nickname that Trump came up with him, Ron DeSanctimonious. I think DeSanctimonious means something like. Like, you think you're all that, but you ain't. You think you're a whole bag of chips, but you're not. You're not a bag of chips. You're kettle cooked. I know that might be controversial, but I'm not a big fan of kettle cooked. I'm a fan of Cheetos. You know what I'm saying? But Trump, like I said before, he uh, he can't be president either. We need someone else, man. We need someone who will, uh, you know, represent everybody. Instead of dividing us, he needs to get America together because I'll tell you what, we are, uh, we're divided right now. It seems like nobody, uh, nobody agrees on anything and it's frustrating because at the end of the day, there's, there's a truth out there, but no one's really concerned about finding the truth. People are just concerned about hearing what their, you know, what their God is saying. And, you know, Trump isn't my God. He isn't. Biden's definitely not my God. Dude, Biden fell. How embarrassing. He fell again. And it's funny because I'm pretty sure on my first episode ever of this podcast, which, by the way, the anniversary of Shits and Giggles is coming up. And, you know, I've been thinking about having a party, a one-year anniversary party. Everybody's invited. Everybody's invited. Um, I'm going to have a cake. I'm going to have a cake. Um, European Wax Center is going to be there giving out free waxings. It's going to be a lot of fun. But I digress. Um, On the first episode, I'm pretty sure I talked about Biden falling off his bike. You know? If it wasn't the first episode, it was definitely one of the first. But he recently fell. Once again, he... He fell at the Air Force graduation, I'm pretty sure. Yep. He fell. He took a stumble. And, um... I wish him well. I wish him a speedy recovery. 
I feel like I feel like the leader of the free world shouldn't have to deal with falling over. I feel like that's uh, I feel like that's one of the only rules, qualifications that should be met in order for someone to be president is uh, you need to be able to stand. You need to be able to deal with stairs. I feel like stairs shouldn't be a problem to the leader of the free world, but uh, hey, man. Times are changing. Times are fucking changing. Listen, I'm just hoping for a good election. I'm hoping for a great 2024 election. I'm hoping for someone that I, I'm hoping for an election that I'm able to digest and get into, really sink my teeth into. Listen, like I said, the bar is high. The bar is very high. I mean, the 2016 election, man, it's hard to beat. I was in high school during the 2016 election. I was what, 15? And I remember when Trump was getting inaugurated and like we were watching it in my classroom and all the bitches were getting upset. The ugly bitches were getting upset. The hot bitches, they were quiet. All the hot girls in my class, which, you know, there were probably there's probably only one or two, but uh, they were they were quiet. They knew how to be quiet, which was great. But all the fat ones, all the ugly ones, all the ones that kind of, you know, looked like they had B.O., they were uh, audibly distraught. They were uh, flabbergasted even. They were just in complete and utter pain yelling. They were yelling at my history teacher like my history teacher was involved. This isn't fair. This isn't fair. We were 15. And there's something amazing about that. There's something amazing that. The 2016 election got everybody involved, got got everybody of every age involved, getting upset, angry, divided. Uh, those were those were the days, man. 2016. But yeah, I'm hoping 2024 can be uh could be great. I'm hoping um I'm hoping it's good. <laughs> I'm hoping it's uh I'm hoping a lot of comedy. I'm hoping a lot of stories come out of it that I could talk about on the podcast. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't Joey Keenan make a great political commentator? I mean, I already have political experience. I'm getting elected as mayor. So there's no reason why uh, why I can't give my two cents. Uh, in my white tea. In my white tea. In my white tea. In my white tea. No, 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 no. Ah, so what what else have I been doing this week? Been watching a lot of TV, you know. I watched uh, the documentary, the Hillsong documentary. I was in church last weekend, and um, the pastor he he came up there. He uh, he opened up church with uh, with a speech about how he uh, about how he how he watched the Hillsong documentary, and uh, he gave his opinions. Which was, uh, you know, not asked for, but it was, uh, it was interesting to see. It was interesting to hear. Um, I'm gonna try to give you guys a little bit of a history lesson on this episode. I'm gonna try to talk about, you know, what I learned about Hillsong. So if you guys don't know, Hillsong is a Pentecostal hip church, right? It's, uh, it's a church that has been in operation ever since the early 90s and I don't know when they started Hillsong NYC 
but it was I think it was like 2016, maybe 2014. Um, there's this guy, there's this hot guy, sexy guy, fucking hairstyle guy named Carl Lentz. And Carl Lentz moved to New York City. New York City, right? In New York. He, he, he went there. He went there to start a church. Because Carl Lentz realized that uh, Manhattan needed saving. You know, everybody was walking around Manhattan saying they're bisexual, right? But they never even got with a man before. They just said they're bisexual just to say that they're bisexual, which honestly, I should probably start doing that if I ever want to get a job someday. Yeah, I'm bi. No, I've never gotten with a man. That's none of your business, but (coughs) I'm attracted to them. What's the difference? I could just say things. Just say I'm bisexual. But anyway, point remains. <laughs> point remains is Hillsong NYC was a spectacle. It, it became a spectacle of worship, entertainment, I'll even say. A lot of, like, performances. And it was in, like, an arena. People would come in. There was like eight different uh, services on any given Sunday, um, and they made it a big show. It was a, it was meant to be inclusive. It was meant for um, anybody. Come as you are was their motto. You know, Pride Month. If you're gay, straight, like the fuck dogs, you could go into Hillsong and they won't judge you. Which you know, there's something there's something uh, refreshing about that, but. With that sort of rhetoric, came some problems and came some problems fast. Uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of controversy surrounding this church because, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna try to explain this. It was a great documentary, because um, all the millennials, right? This was such a millennial thing to do. Only millennials would would fall for something like this to, you know, just because the people at their church, you know, have tattoos and wear Chelsea boots means that, you know, they support sucking dick, right? And, you know, they would all go there and feel like they're being represented, right? But it came to a point where uh, the higher-ups of Hillsong, like the founder, because it was based in Australia, like, like I said— Hillsong didn't start in 2014. It started in the early 90s. So there are still some um, conservative views. And they basically denounced gay people. And they were saying that there's no gay people in the in the choir of Hillsong NYC. Now, this is not true. Obviously, this wasn't true. But the gay people that were in Hillsong NYC, the choir, they were upset because they were like, hey, why aren't you co-signing me? This isn't right. Point being, point being, that's that's how the uh, documentary started. But it basically turned into Carl Lentz. Carl Lentz was the pastor. He, uh, he was the face of Hillsong NYC. And uh, 
Carl Lentz was known as like the celebrity pastor. Like the uh, he was hanging out with Justin Bieber a lot, like a lot, a lot, a lot. It was kind of strange. There's pictures of Carl Lentz like making out with Justin and like having his hand around his like waist and like they were laughing together. It was honestly adorable, but you know something like that. I'm not saying that Justin Bieber doesn't deserve love or um, mentorship, but something didn't feel right. You know, Carl Lentz didn't look like your standard pastor. He, uh, something didn't feel right. And usually when things don't feel right, they usually aren't. You know, that's a big misconception nowadays is, is, uh, people don't listen to their feelings. (laughs) But anyway, because, uh, Carl Lentz was hanging out with Justin Bieber a lot and, getting himself involved with all these things that he has that he had no business getting himself involved in he uh he ended up getting caught he ended up getting jammed up once the pandemic started in 2020 he uh he decided to you know find himself a latina a sexy latina right he decided to walk around manhattan hanging out with a latina having sexual relations with someone who's uh, not his wife. reason why I bring all this up is uh, this is interesting. It's not that interesting. I mean, this was always my problem with uh, megachurches, right? It's like, why are you doing that? Why are you creating a spectacle? That's not worship. It doesn't feel like worship. It feels kind of like... It feels kind of curated. It feels kind of um, artificial. It doesn't feel right. And uh, it was a... uh, Listen, man. I'm just trying to bring you guys the hot goss. I'm trying to bring you guys the hot gossip. Do I really have an angle here? Not quite. I just, you know, got myself really wrapped into learning about megachurches, Hillsong in particular, and I just needed to... I just needed to come on here and try to give my two cents. I mean, this is not surprising at all, but Carl Lentz, he, he lived himself an interesting life. I love people like that. I love I love a character. I, I, I love a I love a um person who appears to be larger than life. It's uh it's something that I always get fascinated with. It's like, damn, like this guy has some stories. Like I want stories. I want to get myself wrapped into some shit I got no business getting myself wrapped in. Just for the stories. Just for the dad lore. I don't have any dad lore. I don't have anything to, like, tell my my children someday. Like, sit them down and, you know, when I'm when I start drinking with my kids, when they're old, just start dropping pieces of dad lore. Just be like, yeah, I did this once. <laughs> I got myself involved in this before. And my kids will just be shocked. They're like, damn, dad's a fucking badass. I got none of that. I got, I have none of that right now. And, uh, that's why, that's why I need myself a Carl Lentz story. I need a, I need to get myself just fucking wrapped into some shit that's, uh, not good for me. That's not good for, um, my spirit or my soul. I need that. 
Just for the character arc. Just for the character development. I'll get there. Because I think about it every day. Whenever I see a story such as Carl Lentz. And I'm like, wow, like this guy. This guy has some stories. I always think, like, damn, like I want some stories. I want to be a fucking... I want to be a fucking uh, character. An icon, even. <laughs> but yeah, man, Carl Lentz, I'll, I'll add him to my, uh, I'll add him to my, what's it called? My, fuck, what's the thing called? Vision board. I'll add Carl Lentz to my vision board. He's got a bunch of tattoos. He's muscular. He wears uh, those shirts that show way too much of, like, your upper Upper torso, wears chains, rings, designer. I mean, fuck yeah. Of course he has designer. He was walking around with a debit card with all the tithing money from his church, which I'm shocked it doesn't happen more often. I'm sure I'm sure it does happen more often, to be quite frank. People just don't get caught. I mean, all these people giving money to the church, <laughs> some of it's bound to slip into the wrong hands. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, praise God. Praise God. Um, give me one margarita. I'm going to open my legs. <laughs> what a sick fucking challenge that is. Not challenge. Trend. Just women. Dancing in bathing suits. Acting like they're doing some kind of sexual act. Dancing. Ah. Oh. We're in a good place. We're in a good place as a country. As a culture, we're in a great place. You know, the people, the women making these videos, they're going to make great mothers someday. And uh, I'll be the first one to say it. I'll be the first one to say it that these women out there saying, give me four margaritas, I'm going to put it in my pooper. Great, great mother. Going to make a great mother someday. And uh, I can't wait to see it. Ten, ten years down the line, I can't wait to watch these women start having children can't wait because they're going to turn out great these children you know the last thing we need as a country is bad mothers so that's why it's going to be awesome to see all these good women out there bringing up the next generation <laughs> the next generation of you know virtue signaling angry depressed kids there's a study out right now that Gen Z, they're, uh, they're bedridden. Like, they, they spend a lot of time in bed. And I can't, wait for the, I can't wait for the next generation to, you know, not even, not even get out of bed. Stay in bed. Because they're going to be in a virtual world that they won't even need to really get out of bed to go work a shift at Wendy's. Because, you know, Wendy's, if they ever want Wendy's, It'll just get brought to them. And that's where we're headed. You know, if, if you think the new generation is spending a lot of time in bed now, huh, you wait. You wait 10 years, bro. You fucking wait. Oh, it's going to get so much worse. It's going to get so much worse. Death doesn't even scare me. I'm going to be quite honest. It doesn't. It doesn't scare me. Because wherever I'm heading after this, it's going to be so much better. Than what's going on now. There is there's no hope. There's there is no hope. No glimmer of anything getting better. Everything every single day 
seems to be getting worse. Seems to be seems to just on a be on a downward spiral. Now, granted, I probably feel that way because of the amount of time I spent on my phone, and I would imagine if I got my head out of my phone and actually looked around the real world, I might not feel the same way, but I don't know, man. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who got vaccinations for a, for a cough <laughs> back in the day. Remember that? People forget about that. People forget about uh, that whole cold, that, that whole flu season that we had. That took like two years to wrap up. A lot of people forget about that. I didn't forget. Mm-mm. <laughs> I ain't never going to forget about that. Uh, but yeah, man, what else do we got? What else do we got on this no hope fucking afternoon? So I have this uh, this TikTok that I want to react to. It's been quite some time since I've reacted to something on here. Uh, I, f I saw this and I didn't even finish watching because within the first 15 seconds, I was like, oh, this is gold. This is, this is gold. So I'm just going to shut up, and I'm going to show you guys a video. We're going to be talking a lot about pedophiles within the next 15 minutes. So if you're not, if you're, if, if you don't want to hear me talk about pedophiles, once again, there is a timestamp in the, um, there's timestamps in the description. So you could skip right through this. I understand that sometimes I, I, I talk about things that people do not want to hear about, which is why I include timestamps, because I still I still want to keep you around. I still want to keep you in the club. I still want you to keep on your wristband. Right? I don't want you sitting in the corner, sipping on a vodka crayon. I want you to be in the dance circle. So if you want to change the song, if you want to change the topic, so you can get out into the dance circle and fucking... Lean on me when you're not strong. That was Bill Withers. All right, let's play this. Ah! Oh my Jesus God! Christ! What? You found him? <gasps> Literally him. Holy crap! He's a oh child welfare specialist. He works for the Depar Oklahoma Department of Human Services. It literally says, report suspected child abuse. All right, so what we have here is a bunch of, I presume, art art degree graduates um, who, you know, try to get a job, try to get a legitimate job, and um, realize they were fucked, right? Realize that they spent all this money, you know, majoring in theater, majoring in music, that they needed to, you know, start making some fucking scratch. And what they decided to do is start posing as children to find predators. Now, I support finding predators and fucking getting them in trouble, getting them arrested. I support that wholeheartedly. But uh, these women and the one man who I presume to be queer by the everything about him. Um, they decided to, uh, you know, start start their makeshift, you know, predator catcher operation where they, you know, catch child predators. Now, I have some problems with this. And a lot of you guys are like, whoa, Joey, where are you going with this? 
you you don't have to do this. No, I do have to do this actually. I find something There's something wrong with this. No. Now now now, now come with me, right? Look. I I completely agree that we need to fucking catch all the all the child predators out there. I I even support um shows like this, like programming where people catch predators. I support that wholeheartedly. Chris Hansen, what he did was fucking incredible. One of the best shows I've ever seen because it's a, it's an important job. I feel like in nowadays because of social media and the internet, child predatory behavior, if that's even the word, um, pedophilia is even more prominent than it's ever been. And I feel like it's important that we have sting operations out there to catch these people. However, I would prefer these sting operations to be carried out by actual law enforcement. No? No? Because because I want these people to find these I, I want people to find predators and then actually charge them with a crime and actually lock them up and go after them. Like there's a lot of people just like what I'm showing you right now on TikTok. They're all over TikTok. A lot of Chris Hansen um, doppelgangers wanting to copy what, what, what he did, um, thinking that they're doing something good for people, but they're not. You want me to tell you why they're not doing anything good? Because after they embarrass these people on the internet, that's it. That's it. There's videos all over TikTok of a fucking grown-ass man running into a Walmart, finding some fucking Asian, some fucking Chinese man who's clearly never been outside his house, who showed up to Walmart to meet up with a fucking 12-year-old boy and just embarrassed the Chinese boy or the Chinese man in front of fucking Walmart. And that's not that's not justice at all. It's not. And I'm going to finish this video, don't worry. But that's not justice. What, what these women are doing is not justice. I'm going to carry on, but... There's something weird about this. Just, 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 just carry on with me. If you've made it this far into the episode, don't leave now. I, I don't leave now. I'm not fucking protecting pedophiles. That's not what I'm doing. I'm fucking. I'm trying to make a point that like this isn't justice. What these women are doing, and it's something different than justice, and it's kind of weird and distasteful. But let me carry on. Wow. The park ranger being a child welfare specialist is worst case scenario. We entrust these people to take care of our society's most vulnerable. And instead, he's taking advantage of them and he's exploiting them. But what the fuck are you going to do about it, bitch? Huh? What are you going to do? Come on the fucking TikToks and just complain. This guy right here is trusted to, to protect our most vulnerable. Okay. Well, then go and get him. Go and get him. You fucking blurt out his face, which is even more not doing anything. Go get the guy. Yeah, you. With the pink hair. Go out there 
and go grab the man and bring him to fucking prison. And you want to know something else? That's also funny, what, which I know to be a fact, is what these people are doing doesn't even hold up in the court of law. I, I, I've seen other videos like this where people are doing the same kind of thing, like posing as a, as a, as a child on Omegle or Instagram and then, you know, catching someone, right? Catching a fucking gross pedophile. Catching them, right? Calling the police. The police shows up and they're like, what do you want us to do? Let me tell you why. It's because the police didn't get them. You got them. And who are you? I mean, if I wanted to, I could just roll, go somewhere and fucking just call someone a pedophile, call the police, be like, this person's here to meet a, meet a 12-year-old boy. It's not doing anything. What, 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 what social media has been doing is it's turning like actual jobs and actual serious things that need to get done into like fucking entertainment. First of all, this isn't really entertainment. This makes me sad that there's people out there who will talk to a child. It's upsetting. I'm not, once again, I'm not sitting here defending a fucking pedophile. But what I am saying is I don't want to see this. I want you to get them off of the street. I want you to lock them up. Throw them under the jail. Dude, I fucking watched the Jared Fogle documentary with my parents, which is so nice. My life has become so lit that I'm watching a documentary about a fucking fast food pedophile with my uh, with my folks. But that man, fucking disgusting. And I'm happy he got locked up. And I'm happy that the police, the FBI, got him. And I feel like the police and the FBI, they should be the ones doing this type of shit. It's not right. It's not right that we have these fucking... <sighs> It, 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 it made me upset, but I was also laughing because I was like, these women think they're doing something. They think they're, they think they're helping, but they're not. Let's finish watching this. Hello. Hi, Major Flowers. In the context of Oklahoma, what does a child welfare specialist do? They're, they're the ones that like child protective services. They're the ones that remove kids out of homes that are being abused and beaten and sexually abused. And, and now we're turning on the waterworks, right? Of course. Because women. Turning on the waterworks. Got got a spice. Got to fucking hire up the, uh, the stakes. And I know that they're on the phone with a sheriff's office. Well, again, the sheriff is not going to be able to do anything. Is the sheriff going to go out there and arrest this man? No. That's not even what they're talking about. They're, they're talking about job descriptions of what, the, of what the predator does. This is not justice. It's not. People people are a fucking joke. And that's coming from me. That's coming from me, dude. People are just turning jobs into entertainment. The fucking Repo Reaper. Fuck that guy. You guys know that guy? Who uh, repos people's cars and just like dances in front of them? Like, come on, guy. <laughs> come on. Yeah, it was funny the first couple videos you did, but like then it got kind of weird. It's like, dude, you're like fucking up someone's livelihood. Like, do something else. And that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel, guys. <sighs> well, 
this has been a great episode, has it not? I showed up. Did I not? I definitely showed up. Hopefully the audio didn't cut out this episode. Last episode, I had like an audio issue. I think I fixed it. I'm hoping I fixed it. And if I didn't fix it, I'm going to be upset. (laughs) I'm going to be really upset. But, uh, yeah, everybody, this has been fun as usual. Um, I'll see you guys all next week. I love you all. Follow the podcast's Instagram account. And, uh, yeah, that's it. I'll see you guys all next week. I love you all. Bye-bye.